Hey, I'm Ryan Pruitt, and this is the podcast, Be All You. On this show, we'll learn from up-and-coming entrepreneurs, musicians, and creators. Together, we'll apply the insights learned from our guests to our own lives to create the life we've always dreamed of having. My goal is to help create a world where everyone can do what they love and be who they fully are. And today's episode is all about creating your best self. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of Be All You. I'm the host, Ryan Pruitt, and let me just say, I am so excited to get things rolling. I just celebrated Father's Day and Juneteenth, and I'm feeling grateful, I'm feeling love, and I am excited for the rest of the summer. Like I said before, this episode is all about creating your best self. And honestly, I originally had this episode done a few weeks ago, but I decided to redo it to not only add new information that I personally learned, but also to add a graphic component. I wanted something that you could almost read and look at as you're listening to this episode. You can check the graphic out on our Instagram and on our website. Okay, so let's get right to the heart of the episode. And huge disclaimer, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I don't always follow through with my good habits. I hit snooze instead of waking up early. I even cheat on my diet sometimes. But... That's okay, because I'm on a journey of creating my best self, just like all of you. I'll say that again. I'm on a journey of creating my best self, just like all of you are. And I thought it would be a good idea to create an episode like this, where I really share my insights of creating my own best self from my experience. So the rest of this episode will be structured like this. I'll first be going over what identity is and how you can really define who you are. And then I'll be going into three tangible habits that you can implement in your life to create your best self. Okay, so let me start by breaking down the question of personal identity. Who are you? Are you your thoughts? Are you your emotions? Are you your memories? Are you the stories that you tell yourself? Or even the stories that other people tell you? Okay, so let's start with thoughts. You know, you have up to 80,000 thoughts a day. Are you a manifestation of those 80,000 thoughts? I don't really think so. Check this example out. So for me sometimes, when I go on my runs, I run past a lake. And recently, I've been watching a lot of Avatar, The Last Airbender, and there are sometimes I have thoughts that I'm like, wow, like, if I were a waterbender right now, I could really just run on the water or, like, make a water dragon or something really cool like that. But am I that actual thought? Like, am I ever going to become a waterbender? Probably not. Are you your thoughts? No, you're not your thoughts. Are you the memories that you recall most often? So... 
Honestly, I have a funny memory that I kind of always recall and kind of always tell the story to, which is probably why I always recall it. But uh, this is during school. Like I said, I go to UPenn and I had classes, but it was quarantine. So it was the end of March, beginning of April, I believe. And Zoom classes were underway. And one of my best friends called me. I was in the middle of class. I was listening to, we actually had a guest speaker at the time. I was listening to this guest speaker. And my friend called me on FaceTime. He was like, yo, Ryan, what's up? What are you doing? And I was like, dude. I flipped the camera. I'm like, bro, I'm so bored in this class. And I shouted. I shouted top of my lungs. My whole family here is in the house. And they're like, wait, what's going on? My friend is dying of laughter because I'm just shouting this. And I realized, like, after I shouted a few more times, I realized the guy who was presenting in our class, the guest speaker, stopped me and was like, uh, who is this Ryan Prude guy? And why is he saying that he's so bored? At that point, I realized that my mic was unmuted the entire time. And I was really embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh. I was really embarrassed in the moment, but honestly, looking back, I think that's pretty funny. A lot of my friends were even texting me saying like, yo, honestly, Ryan, you just spitted facts and you were just saying what everyone thought. I'm using that as an example of that being a memory that I recall often and that I tell often to people. But is that who I am? Am I someone that tells the professor that they're bored to their face? I mean, yeah, I did it once and I don't mean it, but I'm not gonna define who I am based on that one memory. So I would say, no, you're not your memories either. Are you your emotions? The short answer is no. You're not defined by your emotions. With that being said, dealing with emotions is very difficult. Emotions are very nuanced and it's often hard to tell what caused you to feel a certain way. So for me, whenever I'm feeling sad or down, I always ask myself, what emotions am I feeling exactly? And why am I feeling these emotions? For me at least, understanding why I'm feeling emotions and what emotions I'm feeling help me deal with them and help me figure out how to get out of that feeling. Even understanding happy emotions help me cultivate happiness and gratitude more. I think the best thing that we all can do is just try to understand our own emotions and frankly, just try to understand where they come from. Okay, so, so far we talked about how you can know yourself. Who are you? So, so far we said, you're not your thoughts, you're not your memories, or you're not your emotions. So are you the stories that you tell yourself? I think you are a little bit, but thankfully, I think people have the power to change the stories that they tell themselves. So for me, for example, like I said, first episode, I used to go to Kumon. And when I went to Kumon, the Kumon instructors would always call me lazy and not hardworking because I would never want to do the Kumon work. I would never want to do the packets. And for a long time, I believed that I was a lazy kid. But when I grew up, I realized that you really just don't even have to listen to the negative stories that people use to describe you with. Sometimes it might be helpful to listen to these stories to add another perspective, but most of the time, you know yourself pretty well. And just be honest with yourself. Okay, so just to recap. So far, you all know that I think that people are not defined by their thoughts, 
memories, or emotions. In fact, I think you can almost rewrite those stories. So with the Kumon example, instead of seeing myself as some lazy kid, I think I was just a kid who knew that playing video games was way better than doing extra schoolwork. Where does that leave us? I mean, I think people can be defined by their values, by what they care about, by their ambitions, but I think there's this greater X factor in all of us that truly defines who you are as a person. But I have no idea about that though. I have no clue. What I do know is that we can all take small steps in which we can create our better selves in order to strive to achieve our dreams. Now, I wanna get into how we can each tangibly create our best self and implement habits in our life that do that naturally. Okay, so like I said, I am a student and I have so much to learn. I'll never stop learning. But that being said, I think I have deduced a good system to think about how we can all create our better selves. And for me, I do almost all of these things on this list. I would say as long as you incorporate at least one of these habits in your life, your life will change dramatically. And changing at least that one habit will help other habits in your life change naturally. Okay, so let me explain the structure of how I'm gonna explain things moving forward. Class is in session. Okay, so how to create your best self. So there are three key habits to creating your best self. Within these three key habits, there are gonna be three tangible steps that you can take to help implement that new habit into your life. So three habits, three steps each. And with each habit and each step, I'll definitely be sure to tell you a little bit about my experience in developing that habit and cultivating it in my life. Okay, so here are the three key habits. The first one is understand who you are already. The second one is manifest what you want. And the third one is go easy on yourself. Like I said before, if you just do any of these habits, your life will change drastically. And implementing at least one of these habits with an existing habit that you already have will change your life and you'll start to become the person who you've always wanted to become. And you'll start creating your best self. Even just implementing one of these. Like I said, for me, I strive to do all three at once, but it's hard. Okay, going into the first one of understanding who you are already. Honestly, for this one, the three action steps for this are learning about yourself, living in the moment, and being honest with yourself and others. So the first action step is learning about yourself. Obviously, to understand who you are, you have to learn about who you are. And it's sad to say that our education system doesn't really teach us about self-reflectiveness or self-discovery. People have to discover who they are and it takes time. There are a ton of ways to learn about yourself. You can write in a journal and write your thoughts down. You can ask a friend. You can talk to your family. You can think about your past. You can think about your decisions. But for me, I learned about myself in two ways. The first way is that I keep a journal. 
I keep a log of all of my thoughts, all of my emotions, all of my experiences, all of my ambitions, and I write it down. Writing stuff in a journal almost detaches what I think from my ego, from my own self-interest, and it makes me look at things more objectively. I think this is a good way to learn about yourself because you can learn about what you think about the most. You can learn about what you stress out the most, and you can start to see patterns in your life just from noticing and writing down more about what you think about. That's the first way that I've used to learn about myself. The second way is that I've actually had an assignment where I was almost forced to learn about myself. The assignment is called the best self-assignment, and I've learned about this assignment from Adam Grant's organizational behavior class at Penn. For those of you who don't know, Adam Grant is an organizational psychologist who has written books like Give and Take and The Originals. He's an organizational psychologist that also happens to have a podcast. His podcast is called Work Life. Go check it out if you want to improve your work life or if you're just trying to improve your life life. Okay, but going back to this assignment. So to get the most out of this assignment, the goal was to send it to as many different types of people in your life as possible. So for me, I sent it to high school friends, new college friends, old friends I haven't seen in years, cousins, family, people I talk to every day. I sent it to all different types of people. And the responses I got back were awesome. I actually was able to even find a pattern. Most of the people I sent this out to said that I thrived in communities and that I loved community build, which is pretty true. I love communities and I love to community build. The best self-assignment works. Definitely go out and try it. I'll try to put a link on the website, but just Google it. I'm sure you and your friends can have a lot of fun doing this and I'm sure you'll learn a lot about each other. Okay. So the second action step for understanding who you are already is living in the moment. And I think the best way to do this is through meditation. With meditation, it's easier to be more present during the day. For me, I started meditating about two years ago. And the way I started was honestly by picking up a book. I started reading more about why people meditate and what the actual benefits of doing a mindfulness exercise like this were. And of course, I started trying it for myself. Right now, I try to meditate 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night. I use an app called Insight Timer, and I even follow a few guided meditations on YouTube. I definitely recommend meditating. Okay, the third action step you can take for understanding who you are is to really just be honest with yourself and other people. I think you just have to acknowledge both the good and the bad in your life and realize that you're not perfect. So for me, for example, I remember in class when I was little, I've always had challenges with reading and spelling. And I especially had challenges with reading out loud. I've been honest with myself by saying, hey, I might not have been the best reader in the past, but in the future and starting now, I wanna be a good reader and read as much as I can. Side note, I think reading is one of the best ways to expand your mind and learn as much as you can. I'm a huge advocate for reading more. But honestly, being honest with yourself can be applied to so many other things. For example, being honest with yourself for a test, for example. If you know that you can't study all the materials in one night and not get the score you want, then be honest with yourself and take a little more time to study. Or if you know yourself really well and know that you don't have to study to ace it, then good for you, ace the test. The key is just be honest with yourself and others. Okay, to recap, 
the first key habit to implement in your life is understanding who you are already. And you can do this by learning about yourself, living in the moment, and being honest with yourself and others. The second key habit that you can implement in your life to create your best self is to manifest what you want. And three action steps for this are to visualize what you want, understand the law of attraction, and literally change your habits. Okay, so the first action step of how to visualize what you want, I think the key here is to literally just sit down, close your eyes, and picture what you want to be like in five years. Who are you surrounded around? What are you doing? What are you up to? Where are you? What type of work are you going to be doing? For me, I practice visualization meditation where I sit down for 10 to 15 minutes and literally visualize what my future is going to look like. But I also create vision boards. I learned this from my family and almost every New Year's, my family all gets together with a ton of magazines and we each create our own vision board for that year. Vision boards work. I remember when my grandma was first introducing me about vision boards, she showed me one of her own vision boards and on that vision board had the house that we were standing in. Vision boards work by putting any images, pictures, or any graphics that you want to manifest in the coming year. And so for that example, my grandma literally put a picture of the house that she wanted to buy, and a year later she bought that house. And honestly, visualizing what you want can work in different ways as well. Two years ago, I started writing in my journals, like I told you about. And one of the first things I wrote in my journal was that I want to empower and inspire as many people as I can with a podcast. And I said and I said I wanted to be a podcast. The original name was going to be The Come Up. And two years ago, I texted one of my friends, Oscar, to make designs for me. And I never, I never ran through with it, but I still knew that I wanted to do it. Two years later, BLU is the new and improved product of what my podcast would have been like two years ago. visualizing what you want works and I just gave you two examples of it okay the next tangible step that you can take to manifesting what you want is understanding the law of attraction the law of attraction states that all thoughts turn into things if you have a negative thought process then you'll have negative experiences so if you think oh I can't do this I can't do that I'm a loser I'm fat then you'll live that reality but if you have a positive thought process then you'll have positive experiences. If you think that you're a winner, if you think you're the coolest guy on the planet, if you think you're awesome, then you'll live that reality. And if you pay attention to mass media enough, you'll know that even celebrities like Jim Carrey, Jay-Z, Steve Harvey, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lady Gaga, Maya Angelou, and even Oprah talk about the law of attraction all the time. Will Smith once said that our thoughts Our feelings, our dreams, our ideas are physical in the universe. That if we dream something, if we picture something, it adds a physical thrust towards realization that we can put into the universe. Thoughts become things. If you want to be the best at something and you visualize that, and you believe that you're already the best, you will without a doubt become the best. 
The law of attraction works. And honestly, the example of vision boarding and my grandma buying a house and even me starting this podcast and writing it in my journal two years ago are examples that can even be applied to this law of attraction. It works. Okay, so the third step for manifesting what you want is changing your habits. And it's hard. It's hard to change your habits. I think the best thing to do is to replace habits that you don't really like in your life. So for me, for example, I've always had a really bad habit of getting up in the morning and as soon as I get up, checking my phone and watching a ton of YouTube videos. And sometimes I wouldn't even leave the bed until two hours later of me just watching YouTube videos. So for me, I decided that a way that I could possibly change this habit could be to turn on airplane mode at night before I go to sleep so I'm not flooded with messages in the morning. So I'm not tempted to go on my phone. And in addition to turning on airplane mode, I decided to just start focusing on making my bed as soon as I get up. Now, the first thing I do when I get up is make my bed and that makes my day so much more productive. In this example, I was able to develop a habit that I really wanted in my life instead of suffering with a habit that I already had. Normally, I think it takes about 21 days for true habits to settle, but if you wanna start doing something every day, you have to make it through the first five days. If you wanna start meditating when you get up every morning, you have to first make it through the first five days of doing that, and then it's smooth sailing. Okay, we're almost there. The last key habit that you can implement in your life is going easy on yourself. I think now more than ever, people are so critical to not only others, but also to themselves. And I am very, very guilty of this. I used to be really hard on myself. I used to always call myself dumb and ignorant and not smart enough for anything. Y'all, you gotta love who you are and you frankly just have to treat yourself like you would treat a friend. So the three action steps to going easy on yourself are positive self-talk, forgiving yourself, and feeling gratitude. For the first one, positive self-talk. We all have this inner critic or inner voice in our head that kind of talks to us from time to time. And it's important to recognize what this voice is saying to us. So to understand this idea of self-talk and positive self-talk, I'll give you an example. At the start of college, I used to have really negative self-talk. In class, I would always think, yeah, you're not smart enough to be here. Yeah, you don't have anything to contribute. Yeah, when you raise your hand, you're going to stutter. And I've realized that saying these things right before I'm about to raise my hand in class are only making my chances of messing up higher. Instead, I've been focusing on those thoughts, isolating them, and then replacing them with other more positive thoughts. So instead of thinking, yeah, you're going to mess up, or yeah, you're going to stutter out, they hate. I'm about to contribute something very insightful from a perspective that needs to be heard. I changed one or two thoughts and the outcomes were amazing. I was more present in class, I gave more insightful comments, and I wasn't nervous about participating. In addition to positive self-talk, affirmations work well as well. For me, one of my favorite affirmations to say is that I love myself, and I love who I am. 
both positive self-talk and affirmations work wonders. Okay, the next tangible step is forgiving yourself. And for me, my perspective in forgiving yourself is by getting a clear sense of who you want to be and learn that you're always growing and frankly won't ever be perfect. So for me, I've definitely done things in the past that I'm not proud of, but I don't let those things define me for who I am. I just move on and say that I can become a better person and that I will become a better person. We all make mistakes and we're all human. And the best thing that we can do for ourselves is just keep working hard and keep learning. Okay, the last tangible step for going easy on yourself is feeling gratitude. I talked about having a gratitude journal in the first episode, but having a gratitude journal is really, really important. So gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relishing good experiences, improves their health, deal with adversary, and it helps people build stronger relationships. Gratitude is a way for people to appreciate what they have instead of being spiteful or angry for what they don't have. And it's under the realm of positive psychology. Positive psychology is a scientific study of the strengths that enable individuals and communities to thrive. The field is founded on the belief that people want to lead meaningful and fulfilling lives to cultivate what is best within themselves and to enhance their experiences of love, work, and play. The reason I mentioned positive psychology is because I really want to get more into this field of positive psychology and I really want people to start implementing it into their own lives. So the final way that you can go easy on yourself is to have a gratitude journal and feel gratitude daily. And for those of you who don't know, a gratitude journal is a journal where you write three to five things in every day or every other day for what you feel grateful for. For me, I have a gratitude journal, and I write in it almost every other day what I'm grateful for. Okay, so wrap up, the three ways to go easy on yourself are positive self-talk, forgiving yourself, and feeling gratitude. Okay, so I know you all have places to be and things to do, but as a recap, three key habits that you can implement in your life to live and create a better you are understanding who you are, manifesting what you want, and going easy on yourself. And that's it. As a reminder, I will have a blog associated with this episode, so definitely be sure to check out our Instagram and website for that. See everyone next week, where we have our first interview, interviewing activist and founder of nonprofit Movers and Shakers, Glenn Kantav where Glenn tells us about what we can do during these times, how we can all give back, and what the state of the world might look like in the future. Stay tuned. This is just the start. See ya! Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, BLU.org. That's B-E-A-L-L-Y-O-U dot org. At B-L-U dot org, you can check out the bios, blog posts, and other insights learned from each guest. And who knows? 
you might just be the next person who's featured on the show. Be who you are and do what you love. Stay tuned. This is just the start.